Hey everybody, Uticast episode number 11. The lazy Labor Day edition. It's very, <laughs> very lazy today. Uh, even though our, our interview this week is not a lazy interview, I had a wonderful interview with K-Rock's Rain Man. It works out because if the interview goes a little bit long, it's nice that there's not as much in the show this week. It was a long interview. Uh, yeah, a little Labor Day episode. Uh, no Aaron Higgins. Aaron Higgins is out laboring over some vacation. Yeah. Lord knows where, just globe trotting, plane riding, <laughs> limo imagine. driving. That's what she does on Labor Day. <laughs> on a scale of maximum to minimal, how much labor do you think you've done today oh i've done so little labor today <laughs> so little labor today i did a lot of labor on saturday and sunday so i've it was a laborful weekend it was a laborful weekend uh so let's let's not <laughs> labor this on any longer <laughs> shall we uh episode 11 featuring rain man coming up welcome back folks you to cast we're happy you're here podcasts i listen to are off for the week and stuff a lot of people are off for the week i've been having a tough time like stopping at businesses this weekend doing all sorts of things nobody's around yeah no it's been crazy i I forget i forget the three-day weekend though has been really nice for me yeah i can imagine um so no aaron higgins how was your labor day my friend my labor day as the actual day uh was pretty pretty lazy not much going on but the weekend itself was really good i had a great weekend i can't really complain I went to a concert down at the Saranac Brewery, saw a bunch of uh, a bunch of reggae bands, stuff like that. It was actually, uh, it was packed. The band Slightly Stupid and the band The Dirty Heads, they set the new record at Saranac Brewery for the most people. I've I've been to a lot of concerts there. I've never seen yeah. so many. I had no idea they drew like that. Uh, good I knew friends. they drew, but they were a bigger crowd than Mo, probably, which yeah. is their big show. Good friend of the show, Dirty Jurors Images, had a picture from the stage last yeah. night of the show, mm-hmm. and he had the caption underneath that said, record-breaking yeah, uh, crowd, and I said, "No, really, I didn't yeah, know." It was crazy down there. Yeah. They had lined down around the block. Uh, you know, we talked about this uh, earlier today when we were writing up the show. This, I don't know, if maybe we just because we didn't drink. You know, obviously when we were teenagers, we weren't allowed to drink. Were breweries and like craft breweries like Saranac and Omega Gang and all these places? Were they always putting on concerts like this, or is this a relatively new? I feel like it's probably definitely growing. There have probably always been breweries that have done it, but I know for Saranac specifically, it's grown. Um, for Omega Gang, it's been growing every yeah. year as they've been getting bigger and bigger. Now I think any brewery that sees other breweries have success are going to imitate it and try to get any concerts they can get and realize that that's a niche in the market they haven't tapped. But I don't remember concerts going on like that. No. But also, as I get older, I pay attention to more different styles of music. You know what I mean? Like the show last night at the brewery, I probably, I wouldn't have, certainly wouldn't have traveled to go see. Right. Since it was in my backyard, I'm like, well, yeah, I'll go down and check out this show. It's a Sunday night, Labor Day weekend. Uh, I went the alternate way for Mm -hmm. Labor Day. I uh, drove up to Boonville, to my family's camp on the Black River. The Black River. (laughs) I know. That's a fitting name for the things that go on up there. The Black River. (laughs) It's an ominous river. It really is. The Black River. No, but I spent uh, spent a couple hours up there yesterday, and uh, I actually drove home very late at night because I didn't want to stay over uh, because we had the show to film today, Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of (laughs) non-labor to get to today. (laughs) Um, No, uh, you know, I, I actually... 
I, it's so it was so weird to have everybody I knew off the Labor Day. That's one of those interesting days of the year when almost everybody's off. Well, and Labor Day is also kind of recognized as like the end of summer. Like I saw everybody, everybody with a social media account anywhere. Like ah, end of summer, summer we're gonna miss you and all that stuff and. Labor Day is kind of the last day that marks. Like, we're officially moving into the fall season. You wouldn't know it because it's 90 degrees and 98% humidity. I was going to say, it, this is unseasonably warm for upstate New York, guys. Are it's you the all only sweating? labor I've done today is sweat. I've done, it's, been, it's been laborious. I can't. If I was doing real labor, I'd be a mess, probably. <laughs> Speaking of labor, I want to tie in. Uh, I just recently finished my long-term temping gig. Yes. Uh, and I'm starting my new job tomorrow. That's true. Yeah, new job. Ready to roll? Yeah, something like that, man. I got to tell you, I'm a little, um, it's funny. Everyone, like, asks me, like, are you excited? Are you excited to start your new job? And part of me is just sort of terrified because I don't really totally understand what my job entails yet. Right. You know, I mean, uh, you know, pulling back the curtain, I got hired as a claims reviewer for a large-scale insurance company. Let's leave it at that. There you go. Um... But I don't really understand. I, don't, I understand the general concept of the work, but it's a, it's eight weeks of training. Right. So I'm really going to learn the job over the next few weeks. It's an interesting thing to go in and have to learn a whole job for something that you're not. You know, it's not like something you're majoring in. It's not like something for long. But like that's pretty intensive training for just like a job. But it's a job that I had to apply for and get accepted to before I really knew how to do the job. Right. Well, Isn't right. that a weird concept? I like, think it's just you find the people that you think you can train um, is probably what the thing is. Uh, but now that I'm done with my temping gig, uh, I can I guess I can say thank you to all the wonderful people at Mohawk Valley Community College who've been so uh, polite and kind to us. Uh, I see the spouse of our our former guest Ryan Miller. His spouse worked at the same office. She's a wonderful girl. Yep. She's so nice. There's a lot of nice people. Yeah, around. a lot of good people. Great around people there. at that staff. Uh, shout out to my uh, to my former office mate Robin, who's just started listening to the show. Really? Yeah, Robin. Thanks for helping me out while I've been there. You were good people. So that one's for you, Robin. There you go. <laughs> we will actually be at Mohawk Valley Community College. That's right. On That's Friday. this week, isn't yeah. it? Speaking of Ryan Miller. Yeah, speaking of Ryan Miller, we do have a uh, little exciting news for you folks on this Labor Day episode. Uh, we are working on a pre show. We Something's will- gonna happen on Friday. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing something like a, the Uticast live from the TEDx talks, almost as like a pre show event, and it'll be streaming live online. We'll have all the details and stuff coming out on Twitter and everything like that, and we know exactly what's going on. But we are certainly flying by the seat of our pants. And not yes. only are we casting yes. live, but apparently we'll be live on video as well. I know now people. I gotta have feel to like see it me. doesn't help our viewership. Here's they the, can see us. The dirty secret for me with this show has always been that the photo on our avatar, when people click on the Twitter avatar or the iTunes avatar. Is that the one that Jill made? Yes. Shout the, out to yeah. the Jilly Duke. Shout out to Jill Ducato. Yes, I know. She's been so upset with us for not mm. mentioning it. Anyway, like you were saying. Uh, no, but the picture on the, on the avatar has me without a beard. Right. It's a totally beardless picture of me. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think when we go out in public or when we see people who are aware of the show, you're the one that everyone recognizes. No one knows who I am. i got to be honest. I don't think the people care at all. That they don't recognize. They don't see no. me. I mean, some people see me, and if they know this goes on, they're like, hey, I saw that thing. But people aren't like, hey, you're that guy from that thing. My mom does that a lot. Does she? She's, <laughs> she seems like the type. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for some updates uh, on Twitter this week about the TEDx Utica. I don't know what we're going to do without introducing Aaron now for the next segment. 
It's it's very weird. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, well, I guess we can just go right into Make the, it up as we go along. Yeah, we'll just make it up as we go along. So we're going to um, have to do it on Friday, too. Uh, well, I do, um, I do want to... I do have one more shout out. I know it's been a very shout out heavy show this week. Ah, shout out to all the um, people. It's Labor Day. Earlier, uh, earlier this week, uh, our good friends at the Dinner for Dessert podcast, who you should all be following on Twitter at DFD Podcast or on iTunes at Dinner for Dessert. You got to follow these boys anywhere you can. Some of the finest gentlemen we know from Long Beach, Long Island. Um, they're great guys, and uh, they've always supported us. We've known them for years, going way back to our music days. Uh, playing in bands together and driving around in vans, and they do an excellent show, a really smart, very funny concept with their yeah. show. Uh, it's very impressive. Anyone who enjoys our show should really go ahead and download their Dinner for Dessert podcast on iTunes. iTunes, right? Putting them over hard. Go get them on iTunes. Also, also uh, for Chris and Pomp and Eric Chris and Chris's Pomp. Chris Pomp and Eric and Mike Jones. I have a couple ideas for the upcoming Dinner for Dessert uh, Unicast collabo, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, so we would have to just pick the cover band set that all five of us would make if we were the cover band, right? Because we all, we all play enough instruments where we could settle on... That's, should we just stop podcasting and start a band together? <laughs> yeah, that's start, probably the move. Yeah. Um, or, or we do a time travel episode back to the year we met them, which I want to say was probably in the... Mid two thousands, like the two thousand six or seven, two thousand six. Yeah. I'm gonna say two thousand six. Is that far enough back for time travel? Like, who wants to see a time travel? It's like, yeah, we're going back nine years, getting nuts. Yeah, but two thousand six was the year that uh, that brand new album, that Devil and God Raging Between Us, came out. So we could use the songs on that year. So two thousand six, guys, if you're listening. Uh, what else you got? I'm off track. Let's, you better you know they got some ideas. Let's move. Let's move on to the interview from this week because I had talk to uh, Rayman. I did talk to Rayman. Um. When I was um, when I was a kid in Utica, and I was younger, and I was in middle school and high school, I used to listen to the Big Ten at Ten on K Rock, which was the top ten, that. yeah, the top ten most requested songs of the day, and I would call in all the time. Goldfinger, counting the days. Remember that one? I do. Yeah, it never made the list that much because no. no one really liked it besides me. But the voice for Big Ten at Ten, uh, I think it changed every now and then. But for me, it was always Rain Man. I remember he, was, him. he was my favorite DJ him. as a kid. You can still hear him on K Rock weekdays two to six and Sundays at eleven a.m. on ESPN Radio for ES, uh, his Sportzilla show, which is actually very excellent. I enjoy it. Um, he was uh, he was very nice and uh, was kind enough to give us twenty twenty two minutes of his time. Uh, he came into studio, which was great of him. Uh, so here's my interview with K Rock's Rain Man. Uh, we'll be back after the end. It's important for me to start with the fact that we knew each other a long time ago. You were very important to me in terms of uh, you were the guy whose voice I heard on the radio when I when I turned it on. You were the first recognizable person to me, and that's really important because I'm a huge music guy, and it means a lot to have you on the show. Um, well, I was flattered that you asked. <laughs> well, it, it it meant it meant a lot. You you know, when I go back to think about when I was. 
you know, I, I don't want to make you feel old, by the way. I don't want you to feel like... Call me old. I would, I would never do that. <laughs> no, but um, for me, you know, growing up in Utica when I did, you know, yeah. I, I graduated high school in 2004, so you got to think, you know, the years before that, you know, I was still coming into my own in terms of music. And I remember Absolutely. listening to you on the Big Ten at 10. I used to call in all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you, remember that, actually, because I, I remember <laughs> meeting you, but I'm sure you're going to get that. Um, well, the, well, one of the things I remember is I used to work at the Blue Sox. I was the yep. bat boy for the Blue Sox. Yep. And I believe I gave you some foul balls at the time. I was working for the Blue Sox, and I handed you some foul balls out the the fence. That's in the backstop. The reason I'm so fond of you, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, is because, yeah, my two oldest daughters who... Well, let's just say, yeah, they're, I'm getting a little older, but they were very, very young then, mm-hmm. and they always loved going to baseball games, and you gave me a couple and I, so I could give one to each of yeah. my daughters, and that made me the coolest dad ever, which made me just <laughs> think the world of you. I got to tell you, I got a lot of flack for that, too. I was not supposed to give balls to people, but I was like, I got to give one to Rain Man. I uh, got to do it. You're the best. Um, now, no. this is a different story, though, and this one you probably don't remember as much. I'm curious. You used to live next door to a friend of mine, and I won't blow up his spot, but he was a very close friend of mine. And you live next door to him in South Utica. That actually, my mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law, right? Lit, yeah. So we would bring the kids over there. It was the grandma's house. But yeah, I still see them all the time. Well, there was all some, the time. There was some event at that house that, for some reason, I ended up in the door. It was like a personal party you were having, or something to yeah. that extent. We we had a bunch of we had a party yeah. in a probably a thirty or forty people at my house at least. And you offered me. You're like, yeah, go grab a drink out of the fridge. Yep. And I don't. You know, I didn't tell you, but I went in there, and there was a Molson Canadian, and I took that Molson Canadian out of the fridge, <laughs> and I drank it, and then I hung around for a little bit, and I had to bike home. I claim ignorance, that's you all. Claim it. You, you had no idea. I, I stand behind it. No, You had no idea. I yeah. thought I was so cool, and I crashed my bike into a bush Ooh. on Genesee Street on the way home. So you, you never knew about that. That one's for me to you. You can keep that one. Is that a BWI? <laughs> it is a BWI. Yeah. Um, but I think the point I'm getting at is for most of my, you know, I grew up playing in bands. Music was a big part of my life. And you being that voice on the radio meant a lot to me. And I wanted to thank you for that. Um, you are still currently on K-Rock at the moment. You are on weekdays, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Correct. And uh, I do see you have a pretty active social media presence at the moment. Do you think, what do you think the biggest difference now between the era when you first started and now is with this field? Well, aside from the equipment that we use and work on and the fact that it's all digital, it, that's slowly evolved over the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. But social media is the big difference. People don't call as much. They text. They use Twitter. They use Facebook. They use Instagram. Mm-hmm. They use Snapchat. By far. People don't. It's the same thing as in real life. People don't correspond face-to-face anymore. They don't talk to each other. No. That's basically what it is. And I've noticed that. And it's even weird, like, if you're out on location and you're meeting Mm -hmm. listeners, there's a lot of awkward conversations. And especially, I guess you can separate it, like, the Generation X, Generation Mm -hmm. Y thing. Because I'm Generation X, and I was brought up with technology, but not to the point that, let's say, you're 25 or 29. Oh, yeah. That's all you know. You don't know a world without all, without all the technological things of video games and things like that. Oh, yeah. Whereas when I was a really little kid, I mean, that's when Atari first came out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, you look yeah. where it's evolved. It's amazing. I notice it now. I was, uh, if I remember correctly, I was 15. Mm-hmm. I was in high, middle school and I, I was presented with a cell phone. My mom gave me a cell phone that she yeah. got as a package. She said, here, take this phone. And I said, why? What, what do I, I don't need this. I'm yeah. not going to call you ever. Like, you know. Uh, and now my niece and nephew, who are two and three, don't understand a world without 
digital technology and this instant access, you know, electronics. And yeah, it's and you strange. Think, well, and you think about how many people, like, I don't have a home phone. Yeah, neither do I. Why would you? It's 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 to me a waste of money. And it's funny you would brought up the grandma's house, the neighbor. Yeah, she's my mother in law still has a home phone. Mm. My father still has a home phone. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why? My mother has a home phone that has the the number that pops up on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's ninety percent telemarketers. They never answer it. I keep telling them like, why do you keep this? Yeah. It's a waste of money. Well, that, that's the excuse that I hear is it, I keep it because that's the number all of the companies. <laughs> That, you know, for all the bills I have, when I'm paying my bills, that's how they know how to get a hold of me. Well, you can give them your cell phone. You just change it. You can go online and do it. You don't even have to call them. You can just go online and do it. But the concept is, I like when I leave, when I get a resume now, and it says home phone, work phone. I'm like, What's, why even have this on? Just just give me a work phone. Yeah. Um, I'm getting off topic here a little bit. Sorry, man. Uh, no, it happens. That's the joy of this show. That's the joy um, of the podcast. So you are initially, you're from the area. Yes. Now, where did you, was K-Rock your first gig when you first came into the area, or did you start somewhere else? In first radio job, I went to Herkimer and, and then got hired. I interned That's and then got hired, and basically the rest is history. I left for about a year and actually worked for a, a clear channel station that was only in Syracuse. I say I remember that. Yeah, it was your 12, 13 years ago, 14 yeah. years ago, something like that. And then uh, I worked there for about three months, and then K-Rock's owner called me and basically said, we want you back. Let's talk. Hmm. We did. I came back. He offered a bit more money, <laughs> which is not the reason. I saw the reason. You know, it felt it felt like home. I mean, I like that I can do what I've wanted to do since I was six years old, hmm. and yet I can raise my children around their family. Hmm. You know, because a lot of people in this business, they, they job hop. Yeah. And every two to three years, you're going to a different station in a different part of the country, and I didn't think that was fair to my kids. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And, and so, so I just, I've chosen to do this. I mean, it's, it's been a great ride. I've got to do amazing things because of this job, things i never would have. Now, uh, I know you are heavily involved with the K Rockathon. We, that was uh, July in this year. Do you, is that still the biggest thing you guys do per year? You think the K Rockathon, is that the biggest single event you guys promote? Per I year? would say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're involved. Either we directly put together events because uh, Galaxy Media is now the name of this company. It was rebranded a short time ago. Sure. We have an events portion. So we either produce our own events or we try to get involved with some of the bigger ones. We like to do things that are very civic-minded sure. and, and out of the realm of what, you know, if, if people aren't that familiar with K-Rock, they have a stereotypical image of what your typical K-Rock listener would be. Sure. It's not true. And you yeah. know as well as of I course. do. I mean, all walks of life like rock music, different ages, 15-year-olds, 50-year-olds, and it brings all those people together. That's really our goal with what we do. Yeah. Now, do you guys you guys promote the show online as well? You can listen to K-Rock on the website as yeah. well? Yep. There, well, it has. we have an app. You just go to the App Store, whether it's, awesome. uh, whether it's iPhone or Droid, and you download that, and you can listen to the station, or you can stream it right off the website. I feel like the traffic on that's almost got to be... Just yeah. as much now. Absolutely. Because most of the time, you know, when I'm in the car now, again, I'm, I'm a podcast guy. When I'm in the car, I'm listening to podcasts almost all the time mm-hmm. because that's sort of my your thing. My thing. But when I'm, I also work in an office building. And working in an office building, you know, people have the, the digital radio on most of the time. That's where I hear most of the radio that I listen to now is in offices, on the computer yeah. platforms. And I just, I was always curious to see if that seems to be where people are going in terms of digital radio, is, is more toward the internet-based. We think so. Yeah. People in terrestrial radio think that it's, we know it's going that way. It's going towards podcasting. It's going toward online content. They call it time-shifting. Mm-hmm. You take your show, you might air it on, you know, you might broadcast it, say, 
from two to five in the afternoon. But then you take the show and you put it online so people can then listen to that whenever they want. Sure. You know, afternoon drive time in the nine to five world is two to six when I'm on. However, what if you work overnights or what if you work three to 11 right. and you still want to hear those particular shows or personalities? Mm-hmm. Well, well, the way did the, you know, digital media is now or social media is now or podcasting is now you can you can time shift it. You can move it around. You can listen to it whenever you want. It's on demand. Sure. I think is the easiest way to describe it. Actually, no, we're good. Okay, that's fine. I'll come back in. Um, so let me, now, I don't know how this works, and if, you know, I don't know if you can answer this or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it works, you work for K-Rock, you couldn't do a side podcast in your own, you probably have a, like, you couldn't do your own show as well. I don't know what the, I don't know how the rights work for things like that. I can, but I can't necessarily use the name or the station right. as okay. a means to promote it. That makes sense. If okay. I wanted to do it on my own, I could. It would mm-hmm. be fantastic, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that, that leads me to my next question, which makes me so curious. Yeah. You've been doing this for such a long time, and you're such you're so ingrained in the, the sound of the area, but I wonder if you had full autonomy to do the kind of show you would like to do, mm-hmm. what do you think you would lean toward? Would you lean more toward a rock show? But I know you do the sports show as well. You know, Do you have any... If you had full autonomy, I guess, what would you like to do? Well, there's more. I guess there's more than meets the eye because I'm, I'm kind of. Oops, sorry. No, that's okay. Did they mess anything up? Nah, nah, it's all good. I'm touching his equipment in the studio, (laughs) uh, computer equipment, by the way. I would, no, I, I, I would step out of the realm that I'm in because as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm more, I'm more well-rounded. We all grow. We all mature. I have more interest outside of just rock music. I like a variety of music, for example. Sure. But there are certain things politically that I would be interested in. Mm-hmm. There are, I'm interested in different uh, types of art. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. I'm, I'm interested in sports. I'm, I would, it would be, for me, it would be very much lifestyle oriented. And I think I would, you'd be surprised that the, the variety of topics that I would, I would be interested oh, yeah. in to talk about with an audience and it, it would be very different from what I'm doing now. Well, I appreciate that about you because I, I'm a big sports guy. And maybe you'll, maybe you'll understand where I'm coming from here. When I was playing in the punk bands when I was younger, I would go to shows. Mm-hmm. And I would ask people in the bands, like, hey, man, did you catch the score of that Yankee game? And they would look at me like, you watch sports? And it always struck me as weird that these two things are not mutually exclusive. You don't have to just live this one lifestyle. That's right. And it's funny because there's a lot of bands, they're so into their music Mm -hmm. that they don't, they don't pay attention to anything else going on in the world. They live in a tour bus, they go on stage, they party, they hang out with the girls or whatever they do, or they're always working on music. But I had a discussion, I talked to the band P.O.D., who's played numerous K-Rockathons. Oh, yeah. Played them on the station for years. Southtown, it was a good jam back in the day. That's right. Alive, Youth of the Nation. Yeah. Well, they're from San Diego, and they're obviously very loyal supporters of San Diego sports teams, whether it be the Chargers or the Padres. And so we got into a bit of a discussion, and they definitely are opinionated, but they also do a lot of charitable things. They're a great example of a band that's a little bit more well-rounded. They love to live in their universe of being P.O.D., but then they step out in the community. They do a lot of things for kids in San Diego, underprivileged That's kids. Really nice. um, and, and, and they're also they're Latino in heritage. So a, a lot of it's for their own people, which is awesome. And I think I just I think and I wish more musicians were like that or more people like that. No matter what your profession is, step out and do something else. Yeah. You and know? I, that's why I appreciate it. When I first came back to Utica, I'd been gone for seven years mm-hmm. uh, when I was living in New York. And I came back. And the first time I had heard you on the radio again was on the Sportzilla show. So I was excited to hear you talking about 
sports. I'm psyched that you listen, man. Thank uh, you. Well, you know what it was? That was my good. Uh, it's funny. I was I, I just bought a new car, and I was really anal retentive about it. So I was like out there every day, vacuuming the car. So I'm like vacuuming the car, listening to you guys talking yeah. about the comets. And uh, that's actually another thing I wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. especially during the time I was listening to it. You guys were really hitting the comets hard. Yeah. Has the comets benefited the sports show? You think in terms of giving you guys a lot of content? It seems like the comets really did a lot of content for you guys during that time when I was listening. Absolutely. I, I mean, between it, the flagship station is K Rock, so the games are broadcast. But oh, yeah, it's it great. allowed me to bring players so on the air. It allowed me to bring uh, Brennan Burke, who is the best play-by-play guy in the AHL. He's wonderful, hands down. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been amazing because you can you can talk about something sports-wise locally that mm-hmm. people are passionate about because normally without the comments, you got to talk football, 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 football. Maybe you can get on the Yankees. You can talk about LeBron more. You can talk about the Knicks because the Knicks stunk. So oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it, it's made a tiny little ESPN affiliate though have something really local that people are into, and and then you've you've got to be honest too. The fact that they were as good as they were and they went and played in the oh. Calder Cup Finals that amped the whole community up. So, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. It was it wasn't your sports fan per se or your hockey fan or your comments. It was your casual fan. Oh yeah, that's who really got drawn into it. So much so, and I won't name names here, but I've had numerous people with other radio and broadcast companies that told me I was addicted to your broadcast from the odd rain, mm. the pregames. Oh, yeah. Addicted to it. I couldn't turn it off. I listened to probably every uh, every broadcast of the live games on the radio. Yeah. Because, you know, I wanted to go to as many games as I could, but this was hard to get to games. So this was the best chance. I loved listening to it in the radio. And I, I love sports in the radio anyway. I've always loved it ever since Michael Kay and John Sterling back in the day. Well, I'll tell you what, listening, if you're a baseball fan, you can still listen to a, the, uh, Vin Scully, who I'm sure you're familiar he's with. Great. He's the best in the business. He's 84 years old. And, That's been... and he, he'll, he'll give you a better visual image than if you're watching it on TV, I swear to God. I keep the. Uh, I actually downloaded the MLB TV app just so I could get all the radio announcers. I love Vin Scully. Yeah. And I actually like John Miller, too. I don't like him as much on TV, but when he calls the games uh, on for, the radio... For Baltimore. Yeah, he's very good. He's outstanding. Um well, let's see. Uh, boy, I've really hit a lot of the stuff. Uh, do you have anything you've been coming up soon you want to promote for us? I'm, I'm really glad you came on the show, but I've pretty much run my gamut of questions for you. What do we have coming up? Uh, well, we have a show coming up in the fall, mm. but I can't say anything about it. Well, that's fine. <laughs> it's, um, it's, 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 a, it's of the larger variety for this area, let's put it mm. that way. And people, if you're, if you're a fan of the music that K-Rock plays, you're going to like it a lot. You know what I do have something I want to bring up to you? Last week mm-hmm. on the show, we talked a little bit about the renovation of the Landmark Building. I yeah. know that... You folks are moving into the landmark building currently. The K Rock or the Galaxy Communications is is as, that the story? As it stands now, we uh, we're we're in there now. We're ready to go. It's downtown, and the old studios were basically a double wide trailer in the middle of a field. Yeah, Washington Mills. Uh, technologically, it's a huge upgrade. That's awesome. It, man. It's gone from you know scotch tape and gerbils and wheels powering the whole place to to mm-hmm. just all brand new equipment, state of the art, top of the line. Plus, you're right under that ocean blue, so you can get that good seafood action going on if you decide to. <laughs> yeah, I, I plan on. I got to figure out a way to sneak up there and, and grab a bite to eat while I'm on the air, like a late lunch. I don't know how I'm going to pull it off. We'll talk we'll about see. that after the show. I got a guy up there. All right, I got a guy. Everybody's got to have a guy Everyone's somewhere. Got a guy. You got to have um, a guy. I got to tell you, it's been a real pleasure to have you on. You you've meant so much to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and do this segment. It's a real, real honor. Oh, shaking hands, man. Shaking hands. We got to describe since it's it's radio or podcasting. We have to describe the action so people can get a yes. mental picture. We're definitely very close and and hugging and touching right now. Can I? <laughs> you asked me if there's anything I want to bring up and promote. Sure. And it's actually a personal thing of mine, and it really kind of has a little bit to do with 
how we first met a sure. long, long time it. ago. You brought up the Blue Sox. Yep. And baseball is one of my my passions. My favorite thing in the whole wide world, if I can't go to Yankee Stadium, which I've done numerous times, mm-hmm. even the new one, is to watch the Yankees. That's my favorite sport, oh, my yeah. favorite team, and I'm a baseball guy. That's awesome. I, and I love all other sports. Point being this, I have pushed this big time when I get to do the Sportzilla show on mm-hmm. ESPN. We've got to get a team back here. Oh, yeah. We've got to get a team back here, and I think that you should go be a ball boy again. Oh, dude, it would be awesome. I would love to do it. And i got to tell you the truth. I'll even do it. <laughs> if you want to do it as a tandem, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I'll even take the visitors. I don't even care. You, <laughs> you can be the, the grays. You can be the home guy, yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about, actually, I got lucky enough uh, where I work in a, in a side job where I was lucky enough to speak very uh, candidly with Randall Van Wagner, who is the president of MB. He's mm-hmm. a very nice guy. He's on the level. And we had a conversation about Utica in the post-Comets economy. Yeah. And the conversation was, is the city ready for the Blue Sox to come back? And I go back and forth. I love the Blue Sox, but I feel like one of the things that helps the Comets is that it's mostly a winter sports season. There's not as much to do here in the winter as there is in the summer. I feel like it's harder. It'd be really hard right now to draw a team in terms of, especially with that stadium. Well, the- I think about that, too. There, it's no disrespect to my friend Gary Heenan and Utica College Hockey. It's no disrespect to Utica College football or any other, quote-unquote, local sports here. But when you want to talk about professional sport, it is the only game oh, yeah. in town, no matter what season you're talking about. But I think I think this community supports the Comets better than they ever did the Utica oh, yes. Devils. Yes, for sure. Back in the day. Way better. It's obvious with the number of sellouts. And mm. and even in Season 1, there was a lot of passion for yeah. this team. And it just got ramped up in Season 2. And it's going to carry over into Season 3. But I think the first few years, at the very least, it's worth giving it a try. Oh, What's yeah. the worst thing that happens? It doesn't work and they leave? But it gives a nice option. Think about that in the summertime. Oh, I would... I, I, you're... you're Preaching of the can I love baseball. I'm a huge baseball guy. I just wonder, as a guy who saw that team and what happened to it, yeah, it makes me nervous because I get nervous still. Even though I know the comments are doing really well, I get nervous. What will happen if if the support wanes going forward? It, it does make me somewhat nervous. Maybe have, I'm pessimistic. No, you're, you're being a realist because you have to wonder. It, let's say the next couple of seasons, mm. the product on the ice is mediocre. Yeah, yeah. they're not winning as much. Because, boy, it sure is easy to jump on a bandwagon. And I'm not saying anybody in Utica is a bandwagon fan. Please please don't take it that way. But it's easy to jump on that bandwagon. It's easy to jump on a winning team. When you're heading to the Calder Cup finals. When you've never had a team. Yeah. And they're winning and it's exciting. Yeah. It becomes real easy. This is our thing. And And I just get worried. And the Devils were here was a generation ago. So there's a whole new fan base out there. Uh, yeah, I'm nervous yeah. too, and and I certainly hope that doesn't happen. I hope the support stays. I know that I'm going to be on board with this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I don't have to say till the end. Hopefully, it just stays. Like Rochester Americans have been there forever. Yeah, I hope it stays that way. Where people are just there is just always a team in yeah, Utica in the so. AHL. I hope so. You man. know, affiliates jump around with parent teams and things like that, but a consistent team in the auditorium. And I think with the way Rob Esch and everybody involved with the comments has put this product out there. Yeah, they've done a great job. Where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? Because I guarantee you, somebody else wants to play in that environment. Well, it ties into something we talk about on the show a lot. There is a definite, I feel like the upswing has been happening, and it's really starting to swell, plus the nano stuff. There's a lot of good vibes in the community right now, yes. and I think that ties well into it as well. So I'm not as nervous now as I once was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, that, I hope that everything just keeps moving forward, man. Things have been really nice since I've been back. I feel like I've been back for three months. Yeah. There's more positivity in the city now than there was in 
the 10 years that happened before I came back. Well, being being a native of this area and a little bit older than you, I, it, it absolutely is a different vibe. And we did a, the block party uh, last weekend, yes. and you could sense it. Mm. You could sense it. People were like, where has stuff like this been? Downtown Utica was alive. Yeah. It was in a Friday afternoon. People were out. A lot of people were out having a Saranac, supporting local, supporting a local band that's been out for years and years and years. It's just a great thing to see. I hope it continues to. I will tell you this. The difference between also the last time we had AHL here and the Comets, the Comets has led a resurgence. I really believe that because look at that whole Bag Square area, and it's filtering out of Bag Square now, too. Yeah. It's it's coming downtown it's going uptown it's going it's it's definitely benefiting everybody i love that the city center is getting used again because that city center building made me sad that nobody was using it and now they're going to re-up it for utica college absolutely great move uh raymond i really appreciate you giving us this much time like we know we don't normally let guys go this long but i don't even want to let you stop my friend you've been so good i really really appreciate it man thanks sam and believe Um, me i have uh, an ability to talk (laughs) Uh, we can see you on twitter at rainzilla Correct. And uh, also at ESPN Sportszilla. You can follow him there at both places. Thank you so, so much, man. This is a great honor to have you on. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm honored. I'm flattered, man. It's nice nah, to see it's it's, you. It's nice to see you've grown up. You were you were a boy when I when nah, I met you. Still now mentally. You, now you're a grown man. <laughs> Trust me, I can say the same. <laughs> uh, Rainzilla so Radio, by the way, if you want to do Instagram. Awesome. I love it. Thank you very much, guys. And we're back to the show in just a minute. Let's do it again. to Rain Man. He was so generous and so kind. You can follow him on Twitter at Rainzilla. Great Twitter name. Great. Great I think Twitter it's fair name. to say that Rain Man is the best thing going at K-Rock, best thing about that station. Uh, I gotta be honest. I And I told him in, in conversation right. before the interview, I don't particularly listen to the radio anymore. And I haven't listened to the radio in years. The radio is almost irrelevant at this point. Not to say that like radio as a whole is irrelevant because that's kind of what we do, but when I say that, I mean most people, you know, when you were younger, if you want to get new music, you want to listen to new bands, you want to hear a song, the radio is kind of your only choice, but with the internet and with streaming services, it's made radio much less necessary as a day-to-day thing where people go to hear about yeah. their new music. And that's something we touched on a little bit. Uh, you know, he, I said it to him, when I hear people listen to the radio mm-hmm. now, especially working in offices, most people are listening to the radio, streaming it on the computer. Yeah, Pandora, SFM, Spotify, yeah. something like that. But even if they're listening to local radio, when I used to listen to Talk of the Town, I would stream it off of their website. I wouldn't turn yeah. the radio on and tune it on because who has an old school tune radio in their office anymore? Yeah. Uh, but no, he and, and you know we talked a lot about that during the interview a little bit. It's just it's hard. <laughs> you don't have as much freedom on terrestrial radio like well, that. That's, just that's also that's one of the things that I think they were really smart about doing is expanding mm-hmm. what they do into some sports and different stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. because with the way things are changing, I mean, it's it's got to be tough. I would imagine for radio stations, and so to stay evolving and to be trying stuff like that, like hey, we're going to throw in with the comets or with Syracuse mm-hmm. or with whatever we can get to play the games. That's a smart way to try to you know keep your station going in a time when it's tough to be a terrestrial radio station. You got to think he's been successful for a long time. Like, he's been there for a long time, sure. and not everyone is as you know. Sure. I don't want to say lucky because luck 
implies that you didn't put in hard work and right inherently when you put in more hard work the luckier you get he's been he's been very lucky because he's put in so much hard work that he's been there as long as he has Mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't have that kind of job security you know i mean certainly not um well again i want to thank him for being so kind and generous and talking for such a for such a long time with us we had a nice conversation afterwards too Mm -hmm. he's a he's a good guy for a long time um so we don't have too much on the books today. This Labor Day episode is very, very no labor in the writing. Very, Not like we really put that um, much work into writing any time, anyway. But um, but for those of you who, uh, for anyone who has uh, who reached out to me about the article that I have on Maiden Utica this week, Kevin, yeah, will somebody go read this kid's article? <laughs> did you get your analytics numbers from Justin yet? I did not. I don't think that my Erie Canal piece is drawing a lot of eyes. I, I mean, in a, in, a, in a time and age when most people just look for listicles and little two-paragraph things about sports, I mean, you posted up like a 10-page term paper about the Erie Canal in the 1800s and migration patterns oh, and like the Northeast colony. I should have turned it into top 10 reasons the Erie Canal is dope. Right, Boom. <laughs> you'd have a verified Twitter account at this point if you had done that. I mean, you just turned it, and it's a great paper. Don't get me wrong. Thank you. I don't know. Uh, no, it's funny. I, you know the story behind that paper is I found it and I enjoyed it after right. I read it. I, it's one of those papers I wrote it in college during a period of time when I was really mm-hmm. into. That was the original idea of my college thesis, right? Oh yeah. How the Erie Canal, uh, how the Erie Canal changed the way that Puritan life was lived in upstate New York and evolved us forward into this progressive Victorian era of right. human interaction. Um, and then I wasn't allowed to do it because my college said that I didn't take enough 300-level courses in a specific subject. You know what I mean? Like, just like weird bureaucratic college, like, you can't write your thesis about that stuff. It's almost like they want you to stay and spend more money. But colleges <laughs> would never want that because they're only here to give us all what's best for us. Very magnanimous <laughs> institutions, these colleges. Welcome back, students. School's back in session. <laughs> um, I, and I, I do have one more piece for you this week. And this is a little conversation that you and me had, uh, and this is just me as a human being, Sam Famolaro, your boy Famo. Oh, we doing it? I'm just reaching out. I'm reaching out to all my friends. Reach your hand out to all the people? I'm reaching it out. If you could see on the podcast, you can't because it's no video. My hand is reached out in a supportive fashion. I saw a, a person, let's leave it at that, on a social media platform. I don't know a friend, but an acquaintance. Irrelevant. A person on social media. I saw a person on social media who has just gone through what appears to be a sad breakup. Tough time. We've all been there. Now, I don't know they went through a sad breakup because they told me. I know because of the general demeanor they are expressing on social media. A lot of song lyrics Mm -hmm. uh, in word form in a picture, right? Yep. Yep. A lot of that. A lot of that. Um... A lot of, a lot of subtweeting, a lot of subtweeting, uh, a lot of other people, a lot of famous people or older historical people's quotes about relationships that they think apply to them. Right. right. Like if Abe Probably Lincoln probably fully sourced with work cited too. I'm sure yes. all the quotes are legitimate. Yeah. If Abe Lincoln had a we, hot take about the dating. age that we live in now has made too easy for oversharing on this kind of thing. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. good that comes from airing your business yeah. out like that. And There's I'm not, nothing good that comes from that. Yeah. And I'm not here to say. You shouldn't have emotions, and you shouldn't. No, my God, them. we've all been there. But what we've I'm, all been there. But the public service announcement that I'm trying to uh, to preach here is when you do such things as post these things on social media, it's what we refer to in the industry as a bad look. 
Yeah. It's a really bad look. It really does not support you and makes you look sad and desperate. And this is not me criticizing. I'm doing this because I want people to learn what happens. There's absolutely nothing good that comes from airing your dirty laundry out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on anything else you might have. Just knock it off. Keep it in your house. Um, you know, and take it from me. I've made all the bad decisions. That's all mostly the, why you can say this. It's You've true. Done all the things. I, dude, I was the king of subtweets. Like any song lyric. Oh, you, yeah. Oh, you, you could throw some dude, scathing subtweets. Scathing <laughs> subtweets. Very, very poignant and uh, pointed, like playlists and mixtapes. I like when people call you out on the subtweet that's like a, the lyric to a real song. They're like, oh, you're a jerk. I'm like, I didn't write it. You know, yeah, but that's bullshit. Because if you posted that lyric, you knew what you were trying to say. That's just copying that off. Lyric, oh, well, I didn't write maybe, the lyric. Maybe that lyric spoke to me at that moment, and I felt that, that person you subtweeting is like, well, "Why did they speak to you? I know why it spoke to you. Don't, don't do it." Yeah, I like to. You know, it's a good one. Uh, one of my former roommates used to just hashtag subtweet all caps. I, you it. know what, I do that as well. When <laughs> I subtweet, and I want to say, "I'm like, this can't help anybody. This is only going to give uh, me a headache having to listen to somebody at some point." Just subtweet. I've got something in my brain you're not going to know because I keep it to myself because my life is not made to be shared on the internet. That's not the way the world should work. On this Labor Day holiday, love should never be laborious. Wow. You like that How one? long have you been thinking of that? All week? About 30 seconds. Yeah, about 30 seconds. <laughs> so you got uh, big letters. So, uh, again, I want to thank Rain Man. Uh, I want to thank Kevin. Thanks, buddy. Hey. Man. Here uh, Next week, we'll be back with a full show. Erin will be back. Erin will be back. Uh, Tell us where she's been about her adventures. I'm sure she will. Thank you guys Ah. for sticking with our short week this week. Uh, We will catch you next week for episode 12. Episode 12. Good work today, buddy. Happy Labor Day, folks. Enjoy your uh, your Tuesday. Tuesday.